Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's the Wiseman Say Podcast. Thanks for joining us after a fairly lackluster defeat to Liverpool. I'm Stephen Goldsmith, joined by Gareth Barker as always, and we're in association with the Love Supreme. Speaking of which, we know Gareth can be very forgiven, tolerant and patient when it comes to performance levels of Sunderland. You're shaking your head there, Gareth, I think you can, generally, compared to most. Uh, we don't often disagree either, so we decided, well, we try to figure out which of the two ELS editors were likely to have the, the biggest mourn. I'll be the more cynical, and to be fair, we couldn't we couldn't pick the two apart, so we've dragged them both in. Well, Martin's would be the in chief mourn because he's editor in chief. Editor so. in chief, yeah, Martin. That just means you get a boss Chris about though, Martin, doesn't it? Yeah, I get a like he gets. That's to all make, that title means, isn't it? He gets he gets to make the coffee, I get to drink it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's about right. Yeah. Yeah, right, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Ready just to getting go? closer to the microphone. That's all. <laughs> You've evolved into somewhat of a mourner, I think, in the last twelve months, Chris. Or you're just showing your true colours now. I'm spending too much time with Gareth, I think. Like, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it seems to be not that much time. <laughs> seems to be the impression that we're like Gareth does friends. like a mourn. He is he very does, cynical, yeah. but not yeah. when it comes to Sunderland generally. Yeah. Chris, to Chris is better at hoofs than moans, to be honest with you. That's yeah. That's Storming fair. out of matches. Yeah, type you mentioned that just before we come on. On air, Chris, would you like to elaborate on what happened just because we were rubbish and that was it against Hull? Well, it was Boxing Day, it was cold and I had a moment where I thought, could life really get much worse than this? In the second half against Hull, it was just the worst, it was literally the worst thing I've ever seen like in my life. See, this is why <laughs> I advocate drinking alcohol, which you don't do. That would have made it all yeah, right. I probably would have made it a bit better, well, What yeah. minute was it you stormed out? 70, 75, something like that. Yeah, you did have to go back to work though. You did have to go back to ALS. Yeah, yeah, all, yeah. all the way across the road. I remember the moment, like Quatez misplaced a pass. Uh, he tried to pass anything. He tried to pass to Virginie two yards away, and he misplaced the pass. And I was like, "This is, I'm, I'm done. I don't support Sunderland anymore." <laughs> <laughs> and then he went to work at the yeah. Then I went to work for the Sunderland the fans. Yeah. Supreme fans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. should maybe should review your professional. Professional mm, life, yeah. if you're uh, gonna go off Sunderland all together, I think. Yeah, well, I didn't storm out at the weekend, so you know, personal so, growth. Well, very nice. Too cold to storm out. Exactly. Yeah. We just, you just sort of slope out in that temperature. <laughs> in the back did you do? Did you do? It was very, it was very sort of <laughs> windy and yeah, it was cold. horrible. Wasn't it? Yeah, horrible. I mean, me and Martin, like, we're sitting in the back row, so we've got all the cold behind us. You know, so I think next season. <laughs> Well, I thought it was a master stroke actually moving there because you know how whoever sits behind you at the match really irritates you. So that if we sit in the back row, like <laughs> depends who no, it is. To be fair, no one behind us. <laughs> the thing is though, the, the the man behind you at the match usually slags off Jack Colback and like that's all right this season. Yeah, <laughs> just hasn't been for the last five. So who's he moved on to now? Well, that's it. We've moved. Oh, you've moved. moved. Oh, you haven't, you haven't took him with you. <laughs> also, like there's probably about a, a season and a half shelf life before someone round us tries to chin my dad. Um, <laughs> So we have to like move every season <laughs> or so because uh, he keeps telling people that they don't understand football and explains exactly. So anybody who, who hasn't been to a game before, I was thinking about moving a season ticket, can just come to you and you can review every seat in the yeah, stadium, yeah. perhaps certainly every end. Yeah, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll just tell you where we are not sitting. <laughs> Sit there. <laughs> right, so we're here from Gus on the Liverpool game. Before we get into it, then. Is this a long interview? No, it's it not. Just be patient. No, it is long-ish. It's like, what, three minutes? Well, we're wasting time now. <laughs> it depends on how you see it. I mean, the first 45 minutes, we we give it away completely. You know, uh, as you know, I don't like excuses. We didn't adapt to the system of Liverpool. And if you don't adapt defensively, OK, fair enough. Then you need to use it the other way. You cannot be always in the wrong side, so uh, very poor the first half. And by football, I mean, if you're playing against Liverpool and you're thinking that you're not going to concede every game, you're wrong. I think it's a matter of reacting and doing things the right way. In some, some part, we were lucky to get to half time only 1 0, 
which gave us a chance to help the team with a few orders and a few change of things. And then the second half was much better. Uh, you know, sometimes you can say it couldn't get worse, but you never know in football. No, it got worse in Southampton, so you need to be careful. But but overall, the second half performance is us at this moment in time. We, you know, some uh, important players are from missing without the power to go and create a difference. So uh, we waited. We waited at the right time to have a goal, but the players tried the best. Well, I think I think when you play Liverpool, you cannot give 45 minutes away. I don't accept that. And, and, and we've done it. We, you know, everything was clear. We cannot put any more excuses. You know, the players are on the pitch. They play 100 times against team with that shape, and they couldn't do things together. Uh, it was no any surprises. It was no a change of shape. It was now nothing strange. You know, players have been there all the time. So we lost 45 minutes. Even worse, when you need to wait until half time for us to tell them what to do, what to change, for them to go second half and do it. Okay, I think I'm going to agree with a few managers that they want to have a timeout, no? One minute to call everybody to the touchline and we tell them. So maybe we give us, you know, the chance to play an extra 15 or 20 minutes of the first half. They found themselves in a difficult situation and they they need to readjust or or do things, you know. Uh, we didn't change the shape in the second half and we were better. We didn't change the players. Then we were done to tell and we were even better. So do you think that I told them how to play with them? No, I didn't tell him. Uh, in the first half, I didn't tell him in the second. I didn't have the time out. So uh, that, that's disappointing. You know, you cannot throw 45 minutes against a top-line Liverpool because you're going to get punished. And that was a difference, really, you know? one nil. Because apart from that, it was not a lot. It was a couple of shots that they were close. It's more noise from the Liverpool fans that Liverpool fans are danger because they were not even close. And then it's you going the other way and trying to put the ball in the net, which is... Quite hard at the moment. Gus trying to change the face of English football there, suggesting we get rid of the Christmas schedule and introduce timeouts, Chris. Yes, it's a bit, <laughs> it's a bit mental, isn't it? Like, imagine timeouts and football managers employing tactical timeouts like they do in basketball and things like that. Mm-hmm. I agree with the, the winter break in as much as you know you hear things like burnout and pe- players going on holiday to Jamaica and things to combat burnout. But um, It's hard, isn't it? It's hard for them. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's a hard life. life. It? It's a short career being a footballer, you know. Especially if you're rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> but well, not- I, I, I think there should be more football at Christmas because it's boring, isn't it, between Boxing Day and the 28th when you, you haven't got football though, on. Yeah, it would, it would be easier for you. <laughs> well, just yeah, sit in the house, just sit in the house, get some cans in. Oh. Just go Watching on an illegal uh, stream, you're not advocating that, are you? No, we'll no, be very happy. It's all, it's all on the, uh, it's all on. There's like about three matches on or something on Boxing Day, and then there's about another three on the 28th, and then there's another three. I like on the Boxing the Day one. Well, I'd be happy if I stop, stop there for a little. Maybe bit, the one that maybe they like did the Boxing Day and then got rid of the one on the 28th yeah. and then did New yeah. Year's Day. Well, they did seem like loads of matches all at once, and it was just like relentless. But now it seems quite boring. No, there's only one match well, a week. What so. makes it stupid is that early in the season, there's like months where you play three games, and like, there's no midweek mm. games. Why not just have like a midweek move that one one of the ones at Christmas to like midweek in October or something? Oh yeah. Why isn't it? Why isn't there enough? Why isn't there any midweek? You used to have when the when the league started, Premier League, you'd play Saturday, and then there'd be a game on Tuesday or Wednesday night, and then you'd play again. Like that first week of the season, you'd have like three games. And like now you go in October, you're playing three games, and you go to December, you play about seven games. It just seems a bit daft. It does seem yeah. a bit daft. Like that's a good point. Should we talk about the Liverpool game now? Nah. No, we kind of we got on. We got no we've done nearly to. ten minutes here. No one wants to hear about <laughs> it. <laughs> How much credit do we give to Liverpool, Martin? Um, I mean, Gareth having this discussion walking in, he says how imp- unimpressed he was with Liverpool. But I mean. I thought I thought they were right. I thought they moved the ball quite quickly. You know, I, you know, I'm not trying to say Sunderland weren't. Awful because they were, <laughs> you know, being being yeah. frank. But um, some credit to Liverpool or not? Yeah, I'm a bit, I'm a bit confused by it really because everyone seems to be really up in arms and some people are calling for the manager's head and stuff. And we just failed to beat a team that very nearly won the league last year um, by the odd goal. And we were still in it at the end, weren't we? You know, there was a possibility that we might actually scrape something out of the game, especially when the free-scoring Danny Graham came on. But um, like it wasn't, it wasn't the best performance of the season. But I don't know if it was the worst, as um, 
as Chris claimed on the ALS website. I just think after the game. I, I thought it was one of the worst. Well, I didn't see that. I thought it was yeah, you did. You did. No, I think Hull was the worst of the season. I would say like Sal. This is good, isn't it? Mm. Top three worst games of the season. <laughs> Southampton Hull in that one probably. I don't think we played that badly at Southampton. We're just unlucky. Yeah, yeah. yeah we times. just we just didn't really kind of create that many opportunities, did we? And we kept giving the but we just didn't work as a unit as well as as well as we have been. And then I think people when I saw the team. There was a lot of confusion. It was like, well, is he trying to prove a point? Um, is he just taking the mickey mm. a bit? Um, is he asking for more money? Um, or like, or are all those players generally unavailable? If we were in a cup final, would they also be all unavailable that day? I mean, I, w- I wanted to say when I was talking about Liverpool's performance, uh, that they moved the ball quickly and they won their individual battles. But I'm not sure what their individual battles actually were, Gareth, regarding the Sunderland players. I thought Larson and Gomez were getting pulled out. It looked like our players, Gus mentioned it there, obviously, it looked like our players didn't know who they were picking up, what they were mm. supposed to do. Was that well, just down to Liverpool's set-up formation? Because they played that for a few games now. Yeah, I think I think it was just uh, they didn't organise themselves properly <clears throat> on the pitch. Maybe they didn't expect certain things to happen in the game that were that were happening at the time. And then I guess it's a case where you've got to sort it out between yourselves who's doing what. And, uh, you know, the, I mean, the fact that you know, Van Arnold was getting dragged inside all the time and, and Jack Arini kept on having to go back in and I mean, Gus hasn't told him to do that, surely not. I mean that he's never done that. Before. What about the point that Gus said he it was half time before he could get his point across to the players? What do you think about that? Well it's just normal, isn't it? Well that's that's the same for everyone. Mm. So I think I just think they need like there's too much you know, whenever whenever Gus says something everyone's like what does he mean? What's he saying that for? You know, just just wait and see what happens. I think there's just too much, too much re- trying to read between the lines where there isn't. You got to remember there is a, well, not a language barrier, but like so he's going to express himself differently. You know, um, and like when, like, well, Steve, you've been around, and when I'm around, I don't feel as though, like, his body language isn't suggesting anything that anything untoward a lot of the time it's just you're just talking mm-hmm. um, no, I agree. but then then obviously it gets in the papers and then there's a headline attached to it or something and then you can people can and pe- once you read a headline about something you've already made your mind up what the article's about before you've even because it's already been suggested there so you've already you're reading through it and you're being told that Gus is slagging off the supporters or whatever You've already been told that, so that's what you're going to believe. Mm. Yeah, but then it's a, it's a manager's responsibility to to word something in a way that when it reads, it won't be construed. But then you're not going. You know, you know, these lazy journalists are like <laughs> twist the story anywhere they can. But I'm, then, one of, but, I'm one of them. So where do you? But where do you go? Where do you go from there, though? Like you know, he's going to come out at the end and go. I'm sad that we I lost. Think, no, I think he, ha- he, ha- he has to have an element of responsibility, like Chris is saying. I said this to you as well. That, like Chris says, you know, now th- this day and age, you know, you know that everything is going to get printed, and it's never a good thing. It's never a good road to go down, Martin. Is it when a manager starts to even mention the fans, I guess, and question the fans? No, because like, well, exactly, it can be twisted round, and it's better just to stay away from it, isn't it? Mm, that's you know, what I, I mean. Think there's, been, there's been quotes in the past. That have, that have stuck with, stuck with managers. I think was it Alan Durbin who said like a long time ago, "You wishes our fans were as good as Newcastle." Was that not Tom Cowie? It was it Tom Cowie? Yeah. yeah, it was during that era, wasn't it? Yeah, mm. and he did like if you read the quote, he didn't really he didn't really say that at all. But that was what he was remembered as, as saying. But there's obviously so much focus and there's so much interview time. I think with Poet, he could do with being. I mean, he's, he's not quite Decanio where he goes on for about three <laughs> days, but like no one's Decanio there because. No one's that insane, but uh, I do think he could be a, bit, a lot more concise. Yeah, because uh, I stopped listening to him after a while. You know, he he just sort of rattles on and just repeats his point. Yeah, I, d- I don't think the majority of things he says are particularly well calculated. I think he just talks in a stream of consciousness type manner. But I suppose if if you want an honest manager, then fair enough. And he, he did not. He does. We, we credit him for that as well a lot. Yeah. As, and he's, well, he's the, coming, the human element. Of he's it. coming out, you know, minutes after. A defeat or a, or a victory, and he's gonna say things. You know, it's it's a emo- like it's, it's pure emotion. You can, you know, yeah. at the weekend, you, f- you could. Would feel you rather have that human side of a manager? Yeah, the thing is human. I, th- I don't like. You know, he's the, definitely human. The compare well, <laughs> the, the compar- Well, maybe he'll take a mask off at the end of the season, and there'll be like a big there'll thing. be Decanio. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, time. I think like the Decanio thing was one that was like always just like a Decanio light, which I think is like it's not true at all. Um, because 
He's not a fascist, what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, there's some, there's some substance behind what Poyet's doing, so... But I think it, it's it's just... It's diffi- It's just difficult being a Sunderland... I mean, it's diff- I say it's difficult being a Sunderland sport. It's difficult being a supporter of most of the teams who aren't going to be regularly finishing, you know, in the top six or can challenge for that for a number of reasons. You know, you, you see all the other teams, you know, going out and buying these players. You know, Sunderland tried that and it didn't work out for them and now... You know we're we're struggling to to um you know build on you know we're trying to balance the books at the same time but we're trying to progress and those two things just don't go hand in hand in modern football unfortunately and the difference is though Chris is, is there an argument that sides who are down mid table or down generally win their winnable in inverted commas home games now I'll come to you because you walked out against Hull so you seem like the right person to ask about this do you think it would have made a massive difference had Sun and beat Hull, for example. Then, Def- then we suddenly lost against Liverpool. Do you think there'll be, there'll be, um, you know, people would accept it more? Oh, definitely. I mean, if you win in the games that you're expected to win, then there's no kind of, there's no tabloid, um, kind of, you know, the tabloids don't run with it or anything like that. You're not seen as a struggling side. I mean, we we got beat one 0 by Liverpool. I don't, I don't think Liverpool were particularly good, but they were as good as they needed to be. And I think Rodgers mm. made them play as just as well as they needed to play to get the victory. If we lose to Spurs one 0 then you know you've got on paper you've you've got to look as you know conceding two goal, two goals against Spurs and Liverpool. That's not too bad. Well, that's it. We're we're kind of paying for our failure to 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 beat Hull. Yeah. To not be like our failure to beat Hull, and that also obviously the the Villa game was the perfect opportunity mm-hmm. against. I know it's that should have been not four points, shouldn't it? And we've yeah, got exactly. One from it and we've got and then one. obviously the West Ham game, they were they were playing well, but it was another winnable home game, and I think people do seem quite knocked at the minute. It's hard sometimes as a family living in the, on a week to week basis, or isn't it? Yeah, it's hard sometimes to look at the big picture, I guess. Mm. Yeah. I think that, we, that, we keep mentioning the fixture list as well, don't we? We have all these winnable yeah. games. And that's why I think the Hull game was so important because it's at the back of people's mind now. Well, the last time we had but one we've of still games, got, we've still got and Hull were awful. Let's be fair. Yeah, but yeah. we've we've still got Burnley to come. We've still got QBR to come. Um, we've still got teams down there to come. We still got none uh, of which we've beaten yet. No, we haven't. But you know, you've, you'd, you'd you'd think that. You'd get results in some of those games eventually, and then you know, said it last season. You, you've got 38 games, and where you finish is where you finish, and there's still plenty of games left. Um, it just, I think the expression is really don't you know don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. And at the moment, there is a baby, um, <laughs> and it isn't. Yeah, and it, it it's, sounds it's, like the canny we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, a long yeah, time yeah. At this point. But yeah, it is. It is <laughs> like bad. it's it's a it's something that's in its infancy. It's it's new, just it's new to Sunderland supporters, isn't it, to have somebody come in with an actual plan? Mm. Because well, we haven't had that, have we? We haven't yeah. had what, what you know when we were successful. That the when root of that? our success, relative success, was kick it up really high to a big man who'll head it to a little man who'll do a goal. That yeah. was that was the level of our, you know. Yeah. If you watch those games back. Um, Quite a lot of the time, we just like lost the ball over and over again. <laughs> yeah. But then, obviously, like when when it worked, it was. It's not the type. I mean, I do admire Poyet playing the type of football that I like to see, but there just needs more sort of yeah. penetration in the final third and players with guile and and everyone saying we're, we're missing a forward. But I don't. I don't know whether you know. There's actually quite a lot of forwards at the club. But like, I think if you give Fletcher opportunities, he'll he'll put them away. Would a forward have made but that much difference Saturday because Conor Wigan was isolated a lot of the time? We didn't, have, we didn't have well. a forward on Saturday. Yeah. Mm. Wigan, we, we was Wigan on the pitch? It's exactly. meandered about. That's, that's he's like that's the thing. People are always like, you've got to press. Like one of the main things sort of for the feedback on Twitter this week has been get higher up the pitch, mm. press them higher. Well, firstly, I don't entirely agree that you should come. Hairing out and start running into people's faces. I thought that was some of the problem anyway. Larson Gomez got pulled out because, but the thing is, the wing back. Yeah. So but if anything, they were, they were pressing too but the much. Thing, the, were, you've got to press in, first. Shape. You've got to press in the right areas. You got to you got to press in certain zones. So that's what we do under Poyet. We don't certain teams. We do press high up and pen them in, and in situations in games, we do press high and pen teams in. But the pressing begins from the front, and if you, if your central striker is literally just 
trotting around in the centre circle. That's why the system not, didn't help us as well. And then, and then the problem they, they had three centre halves. And no one else can press if if he's not pressing. Then Larson comes out to press. Well, he's he's what he's two against one. Yeah, straight that's away. what I'm saying. There were times when Wickham was was doing the pressing. They have three. Well, he wasn't doing any so pressing. Normal, I'm saying, but he, he went to do it, and then suddenly our shape got knocked well, out because he, he's looking when towards. He came on. He's yeah. looking towards Larson. And, and Gomez and they were getting pulled out as well. I'm not having I think that Liverpool's weakness is, is the the slow at the back. So if we had like if we had fast players, obviously we don't have that many fast players. But if we had fast players running at them, then then that's when you'd get like a free kick or a penalty or, or like create a situation. But we just didn't seem to we just didn't seem to take that into the into the team sheet at all. You know, like we, we just didn't seem to have that as a plan. <clears throat> I mean, like Wimbledon caused them more trouble, didn't they? Mm. Yeah. I mean, I want to get back to it. We should have just got a massive, like, beast like a, guy. Yeah, like a 20 stone, <laughs> 20 stone forward. I want to get back to a point we, we made earlier, though, just to, to play devil's advocate, really, because I think we're all sort of on the same page here, but a lot of our fans you know, aren't. So, you know, it's only fair to sort of give them a voice if we can, Chris. And, and when we mentioned about Gus not <laughs> being able to Chris? be... No, no, well, no. Thompson slays because he was late. <laughs> no, no, yeah. but... Um, what I mean by that is, Gareth said, you know, it's, it's understandable that Gus Poyet had to wait at half time to get his message to the players across. Now, what levels of accountability does Gus have, though, where if you think, okay, it's obvious the players aren't adapting to this, change things before half time if you can, maybe to move people around or whatever? See. And then get in at half time and, and, and have a chat with them? I, again, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Um, I think it was clear to see from the opening stages that like Jacarini wasn't actually up to much. Um, I, I saw when I saw the team sheet and I saw Jacarini on the left, I thought actually I, I don't agree with that necessarily. Like I'm not Buckley's biggest fan, but I think for mm. his directness, he actually might have done a better job. Than the problem Jack is they're both impact players, aren't they? They're yeah, both players like, that you'd actually not start with. And I do like Shagarini, like I'm a, I'm a big fan. I think he's a classic player, even though it's kind of a cliche in itself, but I, I much prefer him centrally. Even though in pre season he did really well on the left. I just think against against like a a, a team like Liverpool, I, I just I just don't think he had any impact the full game and I think the combination of him, Wickham and Gomez just completely killed the team off. And 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 Van Aalholt didn't have a particularly good game either, which cool. I don't think was his fault. Van Arnold one was interesting, wasn't it, Gareth? Because we were seeing last week or oh, the, the fact that Markovic plays as a wing back, but he, he pushes on so much, could play in our, our hands and leave all the space behind mm. him. Van Arnold would capitalise on that, and of course, the opposite happened. What, what happened was he was pegged, he was pegged back, and he couldn't get forward. He couldn't well, get out. He was finding himself in some unusual positions. He was kind of playing it as a third centre back at some points, but not marking anyone. He was just like running around. I mean, they should have just. I mean. We talked about it on in the match light. fitness, of course. Well, well. No, I'm not. I, I'm, I'm not really. I'm not going to criticise because we know we know what he's capable of. So he had a, you know, he didn't have a very good game, but lots of players didn't. Um, Did anybody have a good game? Um, um, <laughs> that means no. If you can't think of one instantly, no, um, Johnson probably Johnson, <laughs> Johnson had a decent yeah, game. Okay, um, but um, yeah, the Johnson yeah. substitution was a bit. Strange. It's almost like you mm. expect him to get taken off because it's like the Malbronk thing where you always seem to get taken off in every game, however well he was playing. That leads us into something yeah. lovely, Martin, because we've got Gus Poyer talking this about one's, that. This one's aimed at you. <laughs> Are you ready? It was tired. Mr. Adam Johnson has been a father. He didn't train for a couple of days. Uh, he wanted to play anyway. It was good, but it was going back too much. People doesn't have a clue. Uh, I'm not bothered about what they think or what they don't. Because if Mika scores, you don't ask me this question. So, you know, it's very easy when the game is over for you, Law. Now, I need to make decisions. I think it was the right decision because it done the law, help us. But it was to a point that he couldn't go past anyone because of the, how tired he was. And decisions, right or wrong, that's what I'm responsible and I'm going to take it all the time. Yes, and sometimes we are a little bit unfair with him. We give him all the responsibility. You know, I think we need that, that share responsibility to go forward and create something you know someone needs to stand up no way Salam Jones there you go Martin he was physically you don't know what you're talking about <laughs> yeah he so didn't have anything so left in the tank so is gaffer <laughs> is that it that's it yeah, yeah. that's it well, can you, you can't really respond to that can you but yeah I think I can't even what the point was I was going to make about yeah I mean we talked about in the light sorry about whether he should match them up 
and play a three-five-two. If we'd started in a three-five-two, we could have done. We wouldn't have done a lot worse than we did in the system that we played because people would have known what they were doing. We could have played the system that they played exactly the same with one up, two in behind the forward, two hold well sitting midfielders, two wing backs, and three centre backs because he played Virginia anyway. So you know we were talking about him resting Virginia, and uh, he, you know so if he's going to play him, he could have played him as a three. And I don't think that would have been a terrible idea for this game. But you, you also made the point that he did that last season. Was a, Liverpool was the first game yeah, when he tried the three, the, the three at the back experiment, wasn't it? Now, yeah. what we makes did, it more bizarre is that game. Liverpool have. Been, it's not like they just turned up on the day with this yeah. new system. They've been playing this for a few games now. So again, yeah. what element of responsibility does Gus have to to make sure the players are better prepared yeah. for it? I think there's a mixture of things there, isn't there? I think you can't legislate for how bad individuals were at the weekend, and that's a thing as a manager. Um, once across the white line, all that crap. Um, but yeah, they, they were they were garbage, weren't they? To be fair, I mean, he what didn't, can, he didn't what have anything on the bench to change the game, though, did yeah. he? Either you know, and it's, the, I mean, picking up the injuries this week that they did. But I mean, who who would you be looking to? <coughs> Rod, be, I mean, before, would, would before, Gomez, before we talk, Gomez about, before we talk about the injuries, on players coming back from injuries and stuff, Martin. One thing I was really here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Be annoyed about was Virginie, Gareth just mentioned it there, starting ahead of Billy Jones. Can't get my head around that. Yeah, it did, it did make me wonder because, I mean, obviously... He was on the bench, Jones, so we, <coughs> and he, yeah. didn't, he didn't come out at the end of the game and add him to the list of players he said but then at the same injured. time Alvarez was on the bench wasn't he and he said that he wasn't he wasn't fit to play the full 90 yeah but he didn't that's it but he didn't mention Billy Jones yeah so exactly he was okay. I mean I, I think if you've got I know it probably goes against the grain of the last 10 years of the history of Sunderland Football Club not having two fullbacks on the pitch but I think if you've got two available fullbacks playing on the correct foot then you should have them in the team especially you know, just to just to give you more width, yeah. and yeah. especially in a system he's, as fullbacks, as fullbacks. If Jones is fit, like play him because he's not he's not fit that often, is he? You know, but it would have been it would have been an extra outlet to relieve some of the pressure yeah. as well, wouldn't it? And like obviously, Virginia's like teacher's pet, but you know, like it's his <laughs> favourite. But he could have always dropped Wes Brown. Um, you know, he always, he's always on about how Wes Brown can't play that much, so giving him a, a you know a decent rest might have sort of had a bit more in the tank for him later in the season I'd like to see Virginie like have a run at centre half so he had that opportunity didn't he I mean it was obviously something he thought about and maybe he thought he thought overall the back force featured Virginie more than 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 Jones but I mean we might even have three full backs available soon so at some point he's going to have to make the decision like what, what so he's is that, is that him being over cautious then a lot of people are labelling that at him at, him at the moment being over cautious. I don't know if he is over cautious or whether the the midfielders we've got. I mean that that but the the inclusion of Virginia ahead of Jones would would suggest that to some, I guess. Yeah. I suppose it gives us more like sort of height and stuff, but I think you know Virginia's is, is skillful, but he just doesn't bomb forward as much. But I guess Chris, what I mean is it, it suggests he's worrying about what's happening going backwards yeah. and going yeah, forward. Yeah, less focused on attacks, more on defence. I think that is the main criticism aimed by a large well I wouldn't say a large but certainly a section of our fans at Poyet that he, he sets the team up not for the win but for the draw even against teams who should be well, we should be beaten but as, I, as don't, I don't see it as him setting the team up for a draw I, no, see, I, don't, as, I, don't I, I see it as him setting the team up with the players he's got the best opportunity to get, they've got to get a result a, a positive result that's the thing It's just because you don't play like three strikers 
Like if you play three strikers, does that mean you're gonna you're going out to win the game? I'd argue that you're going out to lose the game yeah. mm. because that's gonna make you weaker in the game, and there's gonna be, it's gonna create more chances for you to concede. We haven't got. I mean, we're talking about the players who were out injured. So who were they? Fletcher, who probably would have played, and then you had Rodwell. You're obviously not a big fan of Rodwell, but you probably would have played. To be fair to him, he, he had he has been a little bit better recently. Um, Altador, well. Um, who else? I can't even remember. But there, there's three. I mean, are they, only Fletcher's really the one you're going to bring in, and Catamore. probably Rodwell, Catamore. Sorry, so Catamore's a key player. Then, you know, Rodwell possibly and Fletcher possibly. But I mean, it's not exactly like they've got somebody there like banging down the door, going, mm. "Oh, you know, I can't believe we're going to be we're missing this guy." I mean, Catamore would be one of those because he's really important in that system. But and that it's an interesting point that you made about. Bridcut and Catamore. If you want to make that point, no, I, I think Catamore's absence was 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 huge because Bridcut when Bridcut plays that role, the Cats does um, a lot more of the play goes through him. It, it starts with him, and he and he passes the ball out. We saw it with Key as well when he played there last season. Now, when Catamore started to do that initially, he made some mistakes. So some of that some of that responsibility has been amputated from him and they kind of miss cut them all out sometimes when they're going forward mm. and I think that was further proved that when Bridcock got sent off suddenly we didn't have to go through this area of the field we got the ball forward quickly uh, and we played better yeah I was actually I was going to mention that before the the sending off I don't think it was they were both technically yellows but they were both a little bit harsher thoughts he was, he was unlucky to get to get two but it didn't seem to make that much difference, did it? Well, it you know? proved us, I think. Yeah. We played better from that point. I think I think that that's the thing with Rodwell as well. I mean, obviously, if he if he was injured, then then fair enough. But it would be interesting to see him when when Catamol's not there. It'd be interesting to see him play that role. Yeah, because I mean, Brid did it Man City, Brid didn't he? Brid cuts exactly. very very deep. I think though, it's his natural role. Mm. And when I've spoken to people who work with him at Everton and Man City, they, they sort of said that they see him in that role or as a central defender long term, just because of his. Physique and his and his natural attributes, where he's clearly not like a box to box skillful player. Um, you know, the only sort of attacking thing he does is he's good on corners. He was presented to us as a box to box player when he signed. Yeah, but you, you, people, other people are presented as utility players and they never play more than one position. The press often get that these point about Bridcut or Gareth too too deep because at times we were mm. it was almost like we had a back six. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a mess in the first half, wasn't it? I mean, Gus has said himself it was pointless. It was wa- a waste of a half of football from Sunderland's perspective, and to get out at 1 0 was, you know, fortunate. Um, there's, such, there's such a confidence team at, at, this, at the minute. Just like the whole game was like the classic example where we, we came out like still on a high from the Newcastle game, and they were playing like lovely football for the first 25 minutes or whatever it was. And then as soon as one thing goes wrong, like the whole plan just goes out the window and 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 the stop playing decent and it was you know it was obviously Liverpool got an early goal on Saturday and then <clears throat> Poyot wanted half time straight away so he could like restructure the team I I, I, I do think that that's what missed, I'm saying so do you think the ball in that position don't do because there's yeah. not enough leaders on the pitch but to say right come on let's get the ball down do you think there's more that Gus could have done than going back to that point again I'm just bringing it up again if, if it was that obvious we were going to have to wait till half time is there more that he could have done from the sidelines or not well, so all of the shapes, he, yeah, exactly. Or? Maybe he's, certainly, certainly. I don't think he could have made a substitution. You sent him see them before half time, but he obviously decided that Graham and Mandarin weren't sort of good enough or sort of fit enough collectively to to come on until the last fifteen minutes. So a lot of people around me were criticising the late substitution because of because of what he had on the bench. I think sometimes when you're playing and you know there's not a great deal on the bench, you kind of go into this comfort zone. Whereas if you've got a direct replacement for yourself, you've got that extra little bit of incentive. I know people should always try as hard as what is what you know is is what they should, but it's it's human nature. Um, and I think you know I think <coughs> obviously the Johnson thing. I think he was quite surprised to go off. Did the players look mentally shot in a way, Chris? It was almost like an end of season performance. I was mm. just actually going to say um, the, the thing that actually really knocked me about Saturday was when we conceded that goal. The players just strolled back to the halfway line to kick off, and like the belly spoke to each other. There was no communication mm. at all. Like O'Shea should be in the faces, 
like cut them, like when That's what when, cut them all, when cut them on the pitch. If you concede a goal, people won't dare look at him because if if the if they meet his eye line, he'll be in the face, tell them what they did wrong. And I know he's no angel, but so what's brought this irrational fear on them? Because I mentioned when I was speaking to um, Neil, who does the Anfield Rap podcast after the game, he asked me for a summary of the game, and I, and I said before before Bridcut went off. And in the first half, in particular, we were playing with this sort of irrational fear. I don't think it was fear so much. Well, it might have been. But, but the players playing inside just, themselves, that's gen- gen- generally what it just is. Just completely and, flat. You know, I wouldn't flat. say it was just fear. It was just, just like not good enough. lack of enthusiasm, really. But that's I just think it, I think if he'd took Gomez off, brought Jones on, yeah, and then brought Jack Arini, just mirrored them, brought Jack Arini, to Jack Arini and Johnson in where they were playing Coutinho and... Uh, can't remember who else was playing in the middle off the front, but they had obviously Barini up front, and then they had two in behind him. Um, they should have just done that. Um, that's what I think. Our midfield was just like mediocre. Yeah, like the the whole. Well, Gad's, Gad's been talking about Gomez for a while. I, I think he's been a little bit harsh at times. I think but he has too many. too many. After this game, games. No, well, after this game again, you know, like we've said, you he, you hear more and more people sort of uh, question Poyet. I think. Gomez was certainly mentioned a lot by our fans after this game. He's uh, he's mind, mind blown. Here. Watching <laughs> Gomez playing is actually mind blown. He plays at a completely different pace Keep to anyone else before. on the pitch. He's we we can't play with pace with You've him been in the team. Gareth. It's as simple as that. So when we had was it Riveros the the guy that yeah time? the Paraguayan yeah he was just too slow for the Premier League. Um, it's all the like World that. Cup, he, and everyone got excited. He's obviously like a decent footballer, Gomez, in terms of being able to, you know, the goals that he scored this season, like prove that. But he just slows down the game. Yeah. If we if we are trying to forge a counter attack, the ball comes through and he scores back to the to the goal. He won't like pass to the side and try and play it into someone or pass behind him so they can pass mm. in front. He'll look behind him, turn round, and then look what's in front of him. By which point he's already been tackled. Yeah. yeah. That that it really like. Craig Gardner used to get caught in the ball a lot but Gomez oh you can't me, slug off Craig Gardner when Chris is here but okay. DM me to tell you what Gomez some, they should, I don't know what man on is in Spanish but <laughs> on man they, up they need, they need to learn what that is and shout it at him a lot because DM me he's carrying the ball and he's like you can see what's coming from a mile off I know obviously we've got a whole, we've got a picture of the, the pitch from where we're sitting but he must have a mental idea of what's around him I mean, he's a professional footballer. He's got a peripheral vision. Yeah. He must know that he's going to be... Well, if I run with the ball for 30 yards at one mile an hour, then someone eventually is going to catch us. Like, what, what's he doing? Like, he's just phenomenal. I've never known... I've never... Like, and the fact he scored... like fr- He scored three goals <laughs> no, this the, season. The depressant fact is... El Hombre on, Gareth. I've just Googled it. El Hombre. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, the depressant fact El is Hombre that he's, he's one of our top goal scorers this season. I know. And Rodwell, who apparently hates so much, he's got two. <laughs> and to be, to be honest, actually, going back to the Rodwell point... I, I Have you changed your mind on Rodwell at all, Chris, the last couple of weeks? He's got to be better than Gomez, hasn't he? He's got, he's got to come in for Gomez now, hasn't different he? Different type of player, though. Yeah, but if, you, if you're going to play three... He's going to have to come in for Gomez. I just, I just Martin, we, we should then. just sit back now and let because you know the, Chris the, hates Rodwell and Gareth hates Gomez, and we should I let them both. Uh, I think that's <laughs> terrible. I think prior priority spending. I think centre back isn't even a priority anymore. It's it's centre midfield and striker. But we just keep on buying loads of. I agree. The centre midfield thing. Think, centre I think we've needed one for ages, and I thought they thought Rodwell was going to be a certain kind of player, and he isn't. I think Rodwell will be if they just put him in and give him a run in the team. Mm. He's never but I think like Larson and Catamol have played so well. I think like the likes of Jacarini and Gomez, um like I think the impact players to come on later on, you know, when, when the other team's tired, I think Gomez will have more time on the ball and Jacarini can buzz around his movements good. But I don't think the consistent sort of workman like what, but, but players so, but and we, that, that showed on Saturday how much of a problem is it then that we, we, we keep seeing this Gareth now we keep seeing it's hard to find a place for Jack Arini even though he's a quality player he plays fitly Jack Rodwell you know, is clearly a quality player but we can't seem to find a position for him to play Alvarez is another we have all these players we can't do you know, find do you know what's we funny can't find though? a place for do you know what is funny is that none of them fit in the the players that were bought basically I mean Rodwell you could understand why they bought him and if they thought he'd play in the system that mm. Poyet's got in mind the rest of them don't I mean he inherited Jacarini he's brought in Alvarez they don't fit in that system but I can't think of a system in like you could play Jacarini in a 
in a four four one one like in a in the hole. Right, yeah. that's that's it. Yeah, that's, it, that's how it looks at the moment. Alvarez will change the dynamic of El Side because like then Catamol's position yeah. will be redundant. Yeah. It? it doesn't look like you can play Alvarez anywhere at the moment. I can't yeah. see where you can play him. Alvarez just hasn't hasn't been given it. Yeah, he, like, he has he hasn't to be fair. Either, but he, but when you watch him, do you just sort of think he's playing too you deep? Can't yeah. play yeah. Him. He's been told that he's too deep, but he's not. He's very much an inside forward. Picking the ball up. Yeah, I I I don't think there's a player better running at defenders in our team. Maybe. Johnson's probably the best. I'd say Alvarez secondly. Yeah. I, would, I, would, I would go along with Alvarez being which, 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 which would be uh, back to the old argument and back to the old theory that these players aren't receiving the ball high up enough a field, which would means we need a better. Centre you go back. You go back the whole game though, and like Alvarez gets in because Wickham's out, and you're thinking this is your chance. You're not going to get a better chance mm. to to prove yourself, and you know, on match of the day when you've. Can it do a 3 0 win? They're going to go, oh, Ricky Alvarez, let's have a look at Ricky Alvarez and talk about him for two or three minutes. That's what I'm thinking. If you're Alvarez, you've got to be thinking, this is my day and Wickham's not getting back in. <laughs> what, what, and he was garbage? Like, the, the, the other thing he seems to have forgotten is that Larson's actually like a right winger and I know he's kind of changed his style and he's been he's really good. Now, he's evolved now, hasn't he? Yeah, he's evolved, but like, sometimes, when he's, sometimes when he's played other people on the wing, that maybe wouldn't have as much of an impact. He could always move Larson out there for a game, you know, mm. if, if he wanted to give Rodwell and Catamull a bit of a chance. And if you put, um, if you have Fletcher in the side as well, yeah, that's if you get your best players on the him. pitch, you know, he's happy to play Wickham out of position out wide. So why not like move Larson out to the right, like to his natural position on on occasion? Yeah, yeah I think I think exactly. the I think the, the thing with Wickham is because he wants to try and create recreate that B word position. <laughs> um, so. That, well, he was alluding to that game, wasn't he? Talking, talking after when he was talking about Buckley. When he was talking about when he was talking about Buckley after the game, and he was saying like nobody else can make these runs behind, yeah. and of course he's getting at the player who did that last season, isn't he? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, that was. I mean, I actually thought that uh, Barini had a decent game in front for them, and he. I was saying. He mentioned his name. Fans, now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> just it was. It just came out. Um, <laughs> what do you think about the reaction that? Barini got well it didn't sound like he was getting booed that much from where I was no same it's weird though that he, he wasn't even on the bench when we played them down there yeah it's and the first time he started in, in the league isn't it I, was talking to, I went for a drink with some Liverpool fans after the game and they were saying that you know the thing about the other players that they had available like Lambert was on the bench England international Balotelli obviously had a problem by wearing like no studs that day and fell over that was the best thing that happened in the whole game <laughs> it was but it was just weird that like Barini was like in ahead of them Having never started a game up front, um, so he was played like a, he played at Madrid, didn't he? Up front in the Champions League when they made all those changes. Yeah, first league yeah. game he started, though, isn't it? Yeah, that yeah. I can remember. It was, so it was, it was like it was the opposite side, but it was the opposite psychology that he played, like at, Alfie, at Anfield, where he didn't even make the bench. You know, it's like it's weird. Like, show him what he can do. Work though. Well, he was. Well, uh, they won the game. I w- no. I w- you know, I wish. I wish he, we had him. He was in the tunnel, like like standing on the steps, like talking to some people, and I was like, get a brown bag and just. Like whisper <laughs> off and like put him in the bowels of the stadium to like February third and then be like, Oh I've got him. I do that remember that advert for was it for Virgin or something with Coolio where that can you remember that? I where remember a like, film where they did it with a basketball player. Uh, yeah. Dan, yeah, was Dan like, Aykroyd was in no, there was, was this, in there was this woman there was this <laughs> woman and jump. she's got like a cut like right. she asked for Coolio's autograph and she he signs it and then it's like it turns out to be like a contract of marriage. Uh, and I he ends that up was living. actually Wycliffe. Was it Wycliffe, yeah, Sean? So was it? Oh, I'm racist. racist. I am yeah. racist. Um, <laughs> so you've just admitted that you are racist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I actually thought it was Coolio. I don't, I'm not down with the kids. I don't no, know, like, about no. Snoopy Dogg just, Dog and just them. Just to steer this conversation back so you don't get yeah, lambasted yeah, basically, the football community. The line, I think you'll find it's legally binding. That was the line. Yeah, that was the line. And that's what I should have done with Barini. That's where we're going. Yeah. I probably would have ended up asking, I don't know. who In jail. You know Ital- what? Another Italian man because I'm xenophobic as well. When Barini round, rounded the keeper on Saturday, I actually felt my heart breaking a little bit. Like I thought he was going to score. Man, he's, yeah. Maybe he heard it. Then he missed on purpose. Yeah. Like you know that thing on The Simpsons where where Ralph gets his heart broken mm-hmm. by Lisa, and you can pinpoint the second where his heart breaks. I could yeah, feel and it. Everybody linked that to Manoni, his goalie considered. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Do you know what's funny about Celtic Pride is the film. No, I've seen Celtic Prize. It's yeah. Daniel Stern and Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. Cel- it's uh, and the, the kidnapped, kidnapped the bas- Larry Bird. The kidnapped yeah. the basketball player. Yeah. I thought you were talking Still about knowledge. Space Jam. No, no it's kidnapped Michael Jordan. Jordan. The, the, That's the, got Dan Aykroyd in. They did what? They did what? Gareth wants to do with Barini and the, the kidnapped. 
they kidnapped them they and kidnapped kept them. them for yeah. no, it was they playing. It wasn't they were playing against. You might have played for a rival. They were playing, they were playing against yeah. them in the yeah. NBA finals. So they, they didn't want to play. Yeah, so well, it's similar similar concept. You just in the finals. kidnap someone you want to play for you instead and force them to play for you. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, I can't remember what we're talking yeah, about no, now. That's a tangent. Yeah, Barini <laughs> though. Yeah, we should buy him, shouldn't we? Well, people uh, don't want to hear us mourn about Liverpool for. Yeah, I can't remember. I think we were getting to a good point then, and then you spoiled it by mentioning. Celtic, Celtic pride. We weren't getting a good point. Boston if we were just, if we were just, so. if we were just, just longing for Barini to return, then that's not a good thing yeah, for anybody. Probably not. No. Just it's it's just it, it actually baffles us. Like we're, we're missing a certain player. We're not fulfilling the potential that a certain position could give us in in the system. Uh, the ideal player we need would be a Barini type player. There's a player who's not getting games There's a player who's not getting games for his club, Barini. There's an affordable player, Barini, and I just just sign for us. What, what are you doing? <laughs> I know, I know. Just sign for us. This is I a know. personal just message now, yeah. Fabio. I think I reckon, we should, tweet, I reckon we should tweet his last. Just I sign for us. I think it would be a mistake. Nobody ever thought of that before. I think it would be a mistake because it's almost like. <laughs> he would be Nine garbage like, yeah, since be he was like firing all cylinders if we'd signed him in the summer he could have continued the momentum that he'd built up but now there's just too much negative <laughs> no, energy I, I think he'll come I think you're a cheat but <laughs> he's got too much his liver cheese all out of kilter now yeah um, it's all wrong no um he, I think if he came, he'd be like, "This is much better, isn't it?" Because everyone doesn't hate us for starters because <laughs> they don't like him down there. Like yeah. they see him as somebody who did them out of fourteen million quid. Because mm-hmm. he didn't, he didn't yeah, move. He rejected the move. Do you so think if, if imagine if someone had bid for out the door fourteen million quid, and then he wouldn't go. That's that's, yeah. the si- that's where we'd be. We would <laughs> just would we, we could kidnap out the door then, couldn't we? Because he, <laughs> yeah. that's what we're advocating yeah. tonight, Gareth. Yeah, maybe that's why he wasn't on the bench. Take we're going to go. Him. We're going to go and uh, write a movie script after this, aren't yeah. we? Take yeah. him to Toronto, or an actual plan. Probably a better actor. Yeah, yeah. Surely out the door's got to go. Was he? Was he pretend he injured on Saturday as well? Ill. Vom, vomiting. Watching videos of his misses, vomiting <laughs> in the night. That's the word, Martin. Can we be cynical about that one? Yeah. I didn't play the game before either. No, he wasn't in the squad the last two games. Mm. Is, is that he... based on ability? Well, we don't know. Well, that's well what we're saying. Do we believe what we're being told, or should we? Yeah. Is a conspiracy but... theory. And he doesn't want him to get injured so he can get rid of him. Well, if he's going to go, they could just like this is what happens every year. Everyone goes like, oh well, it's like the thirteenth of December, or it's the middle of December. The transfer window is going to open soon. But like we're halfway through January, like if Alador is going to go, just get rid of him. Yeah. I think it's finding a buyer. I think it's different with the M- the MLS, though, isn't it? Because it's like they buy named players or something, then assign them to teams or something like that. It's like weird. It's not like the Americans to like oh, sort of yeah, the Americans. Yeah, don't slag off Americans. Yeah, it's not like the Americans to uh, come up with uh, some really excellent ideas <laughs> on how to improve football. <laughs> Just let your team sign players. No. We can't go out on actually, that. Actually, I've got, yeah. in, yeah. I've got yeah. an interesting yeah. question. Actually, you've got to allow club. You've got to allow clubs to make up football clubs and let them in your league, so they can sign players and then loan them back to teams in England. He could you've do completely that. lost his ear, Gareth. Mate, honestly, what New York City FC. My question: Would would you take Vigili permanently? Depends how much he was going to cost. I guess. I don't think anyone actually knows who owns him. So. Yeah. Where do we pay the money? That's Someone, the issue. Yeah. You get like a couple, of million, so couple of million quid. I think everybody would would take him just because he didn't cover that right back position. He looked all right centre half alongside O'Shea as well. I, is I he is I'd he proven at centre at centre half? Do you think? That's why he plays generally. Do you it? think? Do you well, think, I suppose like mm-hmm. by signing him on loan and, and not playing him at centre half, then we'll, we'll don't know if he's proven <laughs> or not. Exactly. That's what I mean. You could always find out by playing him there and playing Billy Jones at right back. Can't do that. I think it's I think you would too obvious. Sorry, I think you would sign him though because. He obviously how, loves him, doesn't but he? But how many? How? But then you're looking at a player who's got 18 months Premier League experience, who's played regularly, and then you're not going to sign him. I think you will. If you, if you can get him for a couple of million quid, it's, yeah, it's not brainer, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Absolutely. I, f- I think he's mint, even though he's like not a bit weird as yeah. well. He's kind of like like one of those ironic yeah. cult heroes. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I, don't, I think he like he. It's not. He's not doing as well. He's not being done any favors by playing played at right back at the moment. He's starting to look not very good. Which just makes the Jones decision even more. Yeah, bizarre. I think that's the way you can definitely criticise Poyet for the weekend is not picking Jones, and I think that would be justified criticism because Can't he talks about at the end of the game. Well, didn't have a chance, wasn't allowed. That would have been my. I would have butted in with that one. I would have just shouted it. <laughs> just cry, oi, oi. Even, if it wasn't, even if it wasn't on right. record. Oi. 
Christ. What did I pay Jones for? Probably like, Amigo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ombre on. Ombre on, man. Ombre on. on. Yeah. Okay. Just before we finish, what's the, the tolerance levels like towards Poet Martin? Um. What personally? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I think it's it would be ridiculous to put that much pressure on him at the minute. I think he does need to be backed from what he achieved last season. You know, I think people have got short memories in, mm-hmm. in football. Very much so. And I think he did really well last year. Um, and the only thing I'd I'd say negatively is that his summers, summer buys are all, like, none of them have been a great success. So maybe that's why Ellis Short's kind of been a bit... I know it's a difficult window to buy pe- people in, but we do need we do need to get a forward in um, and get rid of a couple. They're confident that's going to happen? I think it has to happen, you know. Um, are you confident about that, Gareth? I think certain people. The, the the indication is that it won't. The the thing is, it's gonna. The business. It, I think we all need to get used to the idea that the business, if it is done, is going to be done near the end of the yeah, window. Yeah. That's probably because either the, they're trying to negotiate with the players. It's not all the waiting to see which players are the players are want are available. Maybe other teams will do deals which will release players at the one stuff like that. So, it's. I think it's important not to get anxious about the fact that a player isn't coming in until late in the window because it's quite easy for people to decide that it's a panic buy but you've got to play the you've got to play the long game with with certain players and I think it's you know again talking about Barini you can really understand why they waited and waited and waited until the last day of the transfer window to see if they get that deal done because because that has been a massive massive hole in the side but it's turned out to be an error, though, hasn't it? It's it had, but we didn't like. But you can understand. You can understand in a way why. I guess the the the, the fact they didn't have. But then who? I mean, who would it have been? I guess that's a discussion for yeah, the, for another day. Because Chris was so late, we haven't got time. That Asaidi's going to. Um, that Asaidi's been recalled. He's been sold to Al Ali in Qatar for five well, million quid. Good then, is it? But I quite I quite like the look <laughs> of him. I thought he would be a player that could play in that area. We should try and kidnap him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we might get kidnapped in Qatar. Mm. Okay, right. And Thanks made to, to build stadiums for the World Cup. The ALS lads for dropping in. <laughs> Racist. What's the uh, What's the old saying? Keep the faith. Did you coin that actually? Did you coin keep the faith? No, it related to Sunderland. I mean, it was sobs. Obviously, not coin the phrase totally related to Sunderland. You know what I mean? It was or your thing, it, wasn't it? It was sobs. Was yeah, it? sobs put it at the end of everything he wrote. But I mean, obviously, it's we didn't make it up. No, no, <laughs> no. We don't you know invent I mean. words, Steve. Yeah. Yeah. So we did yeah. invite. We did invent mint. Uh, I'd say you should try and invent Read some words. It's great. In fact, we were one of the few people, to, the, the first people to publish the word Macam, wasn't it? That's what, there's a reference in the British dictionary to that. Okay. There you go. Well, there you go. Hopefully, is that was a um, downbeat for listeners. Actually, could consider that was a rubbish performance. I think we managed. Did you ever publish the word limpless in the ELS? No, because it's not a word. <laughs> Right. I don't know, I thought it was a word. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Over and out. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.